that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. I believe that all the world religions tell you that to get to heaven you have to earn your way to heaven with your works. But only Christianity teaches that it's my faith alone. And then for me to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. And for you to get to heaven, it's 100% Jesus and 0% me. Well, you get to heaven, I believe that Satan wants you to live in fear. So that he can feed off your fear. That God has raised up an army of His remnant, His red pill Christian patriots, that will help them defeat Satan. And the new world order because of our faith. I believe that Satan incited the Jews to stream crucifying, crucifying, and it totally backfired. Jesus said, Forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan, and that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven. That you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots can have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedteach.com. That's blessed, the number two, teach.com. God bless you, and I hope you'll enjoy me and all the blessed teach patriots. And let's see what God can do today. Hey, welcome! Here we are on Friday, November 10th, 2023. And uh, it's Friday night. Uh, Gus is actually at the healing, there was a loudmouth prayer in Tulsa, the healing seminar there. And so um, I'm going to be starting a new series tonight on Romans that I'll teach on usually my Friday, Monday, and Thursday. Then we'll resume when, uh, when uh, Gus and I can get back together at the same time. The book of John I think we're on chapter 14 of that so right now we're gonna be digging into chapter 1 of Romans and it gets into um, no excuses you know, so it's a it's a very uh, uh, direct message that Paul gave to the Romans it's, Romans is one of my favorite books by the way because you got the Romans road in there in fact this this chapter has two of my memory verses right so I think um, you know that's cool that when you get a chapter that has two memory verses in it. So I think you'll love those verses, and it might be verses that you might want to add to your your list of things that you want to know. But let me lift this up with some prayer right now, and then we'll get into the Word of God. And then obviously, as usual, we're going to be worshiping with some beautiful music. So let me lift this up right now. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for this beautiful opportunity and privilege to dig into your Word. Your Word is sharper than that two-edged sword that you, you say in Hebrews 4.12 and it is uh, it actually divides the soul and spirit joints and marrow and uh, 
But Lord, we just know that um, it also discerns uh, the thoughts and 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 uh, the intentions of our heart. <laughs> so Lord, that's what we pray. We just pray that you, your word just comes in and lets us know exactly what you want us to learn today. Uh, we know that there's no excuses because of general revelation. We know that we're not ashamed of the gospel. And so these are just beautiful things that we are going to be uh, talking about today, Lord. We just submit it to you. We are the clay. You're the potter. Make this ministry the work of your hands. May the Holy Spirit fire fall down on everyone that touches this ministry. We love you, Lord, and we say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So let's get into this uh, now. I'm gonna, what I'm going to probably start with is just a, just a quick reading of Romans 1. And we'll come back and really dig into it, especially the second half of the chapter. The first part is like the greeting and him talking about wanting to be in Rome. And so we'll spend a lot more time on the second half of this, this chapter. But let's, let's just dig into Romans 1. And I'll, I'll, I'll point out the two of my memory verses uh, before we jump into a beautiful couple praise songs. Uh, Paul, a servant of Christ, called to be an apostle, set apart for the gospel of God, which he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, who was descended from David according to the flesh, and was declared to be the Son of God in power according to the spirit of holiness by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord, through whom we have received grace and apostleship to bring about the obedience of faith for the sake of his name among all nations, including you who were called to belong to Jesus Christ, to all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints. And I would say to all those of you, <laughs> grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. What a way to open up a letter, right? That is the greeting. And then, because then he talks about longing to go to Rome. He said, verse eight, he says, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing, I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow by God's will, I may now at last succeed in coming to you for I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented in order that I may reap some harvest among you, as well as among the rest of the Gentiles. I am under obligation both to Greeks and barbarians. Barbarians is like non-Greeks. Uh, both to the wise and to the foolish. So I'm eager to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome. So that's kind of the longing to go to Rome, the greeting. Now let's get into the meat of this. And this is just beautiful, the second half of this chapter on just telling people truth. Blunt truth comes out here. It's very controversial, but it's blunt truth. And it's very important in this day and age that more and more people understand what this teaches. It says, the righteousness self shall live by faith. In verse 16, it says, for I am not ashamed. And the, the, the two highlighted areas is, is, this, uh, is my, two of my memory verses, right? So if you go to BibleMemory.com and you go look for the group, blessed to teach with one word, blessed with the number two teach, just like the website. Um, you will find uh, my my verses I memorized. So I, I started with the NIV when I did this like 15 years ago, right? So about half the verses are in NIV and all the new ones are in the ESV. But you can change it to your version, to your favorite version. So you can go see what my memory verses are. Uh, see if you want to, those are, would be good for you. 
and change it to your version and uh, you know, just pick the ones you want. And then obviously you can add any others you want. So it's a beautiful practice to get God's word in your heart. Go to BibleMemory.com. You can also download it onto your phone. Just search Bible Memory. And again, join the group, Blessed to Teach. Blessed with the number two teach. Um, just so you can kind of see what I, all my uh, verses. And I, and I probably add in one or two verses a month all, because there's so many of them, I try to rotate through them every three or four days. Um, but because uh, I do it morning and night for just three or four verses, sometimes 10 or 15 verses, right? Um, doesn't take that long, all right? It's very great practice to get God's word in your heart. And I guarantee you the Holy Spirit will allow you to memorize, right? I didn't think I could at all when I started. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing now. And here's one of the memory verses. And it's in verse, again, Romans 1, 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jews first and also to the Greek. All right, so the Greek being the Gentiles, right? So, so uh, how cool. Then that's what I, I stand on that. I am not ashamed of the gospel, right? And uh, they, they are, they're trying to make Christian, um, like for instance, Mike Johnson, they criticize him for just being a Christian. Right? So like it's bad. Like, oh, that's not a mainstream religion because you're not sitting there because you basically believe what the Bible says. And that's what we're going to stand and we're not going to be ashamed of what the gospel says. Right? Verse 17 says, For it is the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith, as is written, the righteousness, the righteous shall live by faith. And then this next part is really the blunt truth that he speaks. Right? And this is uh, Romans 1. 18 you can see what uh, Romans 1:20 is another one of my memory verses and it's called the general revelation verse in other words and that's what I titled this uh, this segment it's all about no excuses right God's clearly shown who he is through creation it's called general revelation through his general revelation of his creation and there's no excuses to say that uh, to be an atheist this is and, and that's what this bluntly talks about nor homosexual, it, it, it bluntly is going to talk about that as well. So let's, let's and otherwise, you're going to have God's wrath. That's the bluntness of this, of this last part. Let's, let's dig into it. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Boy, are we getting the, the truth suppressed right now? For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. He's shown it to everybody. Verse 20, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchange the glory of immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creepy things. Therefore God gave them up to their lusts and their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie, and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. And that's not just idols, by the way. The creature can be worshiping other men, worshiping your job, worshiping all kinds of uh, money, uh, obviously. Verse 26 says, For this reason God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For the woman exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. 
And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passions for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetous, malice. They were full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malices. They are gossip, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decrees, that those who practice such things deserve to die, especially spiritually. Back in the Old Testament, it was literally physically too. They not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. What are some of our churches doing now? Giving approval to this LGBT movement. That is, and how can you, how can you believe the Bible, teach Romans one, and actually support this? Right, this shows you the wrong direction that many of our churches have gone trying. And we need to love these people. We, and again, uh, in the Old Testament, you stoned them, right? The New Testament, we don't do that. We love the people and hate the sin. But we have to tell them the truth. And the truth is right here, very bluntly, right? So we'll dig into this a little bit more as, as, we, as we go. But let's, let's, get, let's get our hearts right with worship. Again, I wanted to point out to, uh, to these, this, this memory verse right here for the... For, for again, for his invisible attributes. So we think about God's invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly perceived. How do you see that? Just look at a baby, look at a tree, look at the flowers. This is what we're gonna be worshiping. We know because of what he made. That's why so many of these songs, we just, we just, like, we just look at his glory, right? His glory, it's all over the place. His glory is in creation, right? And so people are without excuse. Right of, of an atheist, um, they know there's a God. They can do, and it's, it's just a matter of they become a debased mind. And they've been moved away from truth, and there's so many, so much propaganda that's designed to basically say that what's good is evil and what evil is good, and and that's where we are. We we are there, guys. Um, but what what a great chapter, and we'll dig into a little bit more and how it relates to other chapters as we dig in. Okay, this is Word and Worship. Appreciate you guys joining us. Let's just talk about this God who is worthy of it all. That's the first song we're going to dig into right now. We have, we have, a, we have a, some great readers here too, so some of the shorter ones I'll have a, a net read and if anybody else comes on. <laughs> I, hey, I see Monica here. I, wow, we have a great a great crowd here. I love it. Um, let me make sure I'm showing all the, all the awesome worshipers here. Uh, Monica's here and Shuri's here and Annette and... And uh, also Charlotte, Jeremiah, thank you guys for being here. And uh, what we're going to be doing is just lifting him up right now. It says, all the saints and angels, they bow before your throne. All the elders cast their crowns before the Lamb of God and sing. Right out of Revelation, it says, the four and twenty elders fall down before and sat on the throne and worship him that lives forever and ever cast our crowns before the throne. Just think about that. We get to see this, guys. We're going to be there. <laughs> For from you are all things, and to you are all things. Revelation 4 says, You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and for your pleasure they were created. 
And then it talks about, remember, incense, guys, is our prayers. The prayers of the saints. You're a saint. And the prayers are this, day and night. And they let incense arise. And so this is right off Malachi 1.11. It says, for from the rising of the sun and to the setting, my name will be great among the nations. And in every place, incense is going to be offered to my name. Let us worship this beautiful, beautiful song. And uh, again, please think about these verses. What's, we get to see this in heaven. We get to see this marvelous stuff. And it's all going to be about our a lot of this is going to be our prayers. It's great incense to the Lord. He is worthy of it all. Let's worship. All the saints and angels, they bow before your throne. Still, and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. Psalm 4610. Day and night, 
I'll be exalted in the earth. To him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. Ooh. So, uh, Annette, would you mind reading this one? Um, I love too. Yeah. Hosanna, Hosanna. Eyes, hearts, and hopes are turning to you. We long for you. And the crowds were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest, Matthew 21, 9. We find strength to face the day. In your presence, all our fears are washed away, that according to his riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened power through his spirit in your inner being. Ephesians 3, 16. You are the God who saves us, worthy of all our praises. He has caused us to be born again to living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter 1, 3, 3. Let's Woo. glorify the Lord. Thank you. He's the God who saves us. He's worthy of our praises. We find strength in Him. Just think about it, it just washes our fears away. 
He's Hosanna. Remember, Hosanna in the Old Testament was more like, please save us. But Hosanna in the New Testament is this, thank you for saving us, Lord. Praise is rising. Praise is rising. Eyes are turning to you. We turn to
do one more song. I'm just in the mood to continue to worship. <laughs> this is great, are you, Lord? Uh, Charlotte, do you mind reading this one? Not at all, Rick. Thank great you. are you, Lord, for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods and the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Psalm 96, 4 through 5. It's your breath in our lungs. Then the Lord God formed the man of death from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature, Genesis 2-7. You give life, you are love. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love, 1 John 4-8. Amen. You bring light to the darkness. In him was light, and the light was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, the darkness comprehended it not John 1 or 5 I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness John 12 46 mm, thank you so much yes he brings light to the darkness doesn't he he gives us life he gives us love very breath in our lungs how beautiful how great are you, Lord? You give life, you are love, you bring light to the darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken.
shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. I have come in the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. All the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. teaching now with uh, digging into Romans chapter 1. Again, this whole second part of this is blunt truth about some really important things, right? First of all, that we need to live by faith. And it's so important to understand that this whole book of Romans shows, just uh, like Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, that you are saved by faith, you know, saved by grace. It's nothing to do with your works, right? And that this whole book of Romans really emphasizes that over and over again. But it first starts to showing, hey, we need to live by faith and we need to understand that unrighteousness is, is uh, looked on not good by God, right? <laughs> and so um, becoming a supposed Christian but yet living in a life of sin is not, is, is really just more more evidence that you really haven't accepted Jesus into your heart, right? Because if you change, if you uh, accept Jesus in your heart, you're going to be a new creation, the Bible says, right? And that new creation, 2 Corinthians 5.17 talks about that. The, the, the new has come, the old is gone. So you're not going to want to sin, right? And that's, a, that's why we need to understand the bluntness of the Bible. And one of the biggest testimonies to me when I was um, first, at 29-year-old, really studying the Bible for the first time, and it just made so much sense seeing the sin in my life in the past and things that have gone good and bad. The Bible just made so much sense. It's just so clear in what's right and what's wrong. And if you just if we live by it, we're going to be blessed. That's all there is to it. If you don't live by it, you're not going to be blessed. 
All right, so it's pretty obvious. So we need to live by faith. And verse 16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And if we start looking at other parts of the Bible that talk about this, like Psalm 40, 9 through 10 says, I have told the glad news of deliverance in the great congregation. Behold, I have not restrained my lips, as you know, O Lord. I have not hidden your deliverance within my heart. I have spoken your faithfulness and your, of your salvation. I have not concealed your steadfast love and your faithfulness from the great congregation. So this is, we're not ashamed. We don't conceal our faith, right? This is part of just uh, encouraging us to be bold in our faith and not be ashamed at all in who we are. And being a Christian nationalist is something you should be proud of, not something that you walk away from. And this, uh, and there's other verses in here that uh, in the Bible that really point to the same concept. In Mark 8:38, here's Jesus's red letter word saying, "Whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels." So he's coming back, guys. This is going to be the whole second coming, whether it's a rapture or not. He's coming back, right? He might be coming back uh, to rapture his church as well as the second whole coming for the judgment of the white throne. doesn't matter what your theology is. He's coming back. And um, if we're ashamed of him, we're not going to have his covering. So don't be ashamed of him. You can be bold in Christ and be proud of it and do exactly what... Uh, what Jesus is saying here, what, what, what Paul's saying through Romans and, the, and by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, saying we are not, not to be ashamed. For it is the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. And this is important too, just uh, how, you know, we talk about the, the gift of faith, right? And, um, and you know, almost every strong Christian has this powerful faith. In fact, if you look at all the different gifts, so we do a lot of spiritual gift assessments here to help disciples grow, right? And um, to understand what your gifts are. But real deep Christians are almost always very strong in faith. And that, and that is vital. The biblical text is just all over it. So if you're in the Bible, you're just going to grow in your faith. Romans 9.30, a little bit later we'll study, says, What shall we say then? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it, that is a righteousness that is by faith. So remember, this book is going to show you it doesn't have to do with this law and this Old Testament law anymore. It's based on faith in Christ is what's going to get you to heaven. And uh, you don't want to do what Israel's unbelief. That caused them to stumble so many times, right? They stumbled on the stumbling stone, the, the chief cornerstone of Jesus. You don't want to, you don't want to let that happen happen to you. And there's other other verses on faith too that are pretty important. Galatians 3.11 gets into, now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. Right? So again, this goes throughout all God's epistles and, and others. And now James has a, a, a book that really focuses on the, the people that were not living um, with any good works and that we're saying they were believers, right? So faith without works is dead. Basically, is just evidence that you didn't have the real saving faith. But we're not saved through anything we do. It's 100% Jesus and 0% us. That's that's uh, what we we went through the Romans Road teaching last night. If you missed that, um, that, that was a teaching right before we got to praise and prayer about an hour into the video right after the show. Uh, we got into uh, Romans Road 
which was a was it was a beautiful fun teaching um, I don't think I went over this at Hebrews 10 38 says but my righteous one shall live by faith and if he shrinks back my soul has no pleasure in him <laughs> so uh, yeah we want to make sure that we are living by faith because we want to please God right and it's possible to please God without faith is, is, is what uh, Hebrews 11 1 says um, behold his soul is pure is puffed up it is not upright within him but the righteousness shall live by faith so he all the way all the way back in the Old Testament you know even though they had to do animal sacrifices and all that they were really that those people were saved from their looking at the future Messiah we're saved by looking back at the past Messiah or the living Messiah right now actually um, how beautiful is that huh and then we see as we dig in here, this is, becomes the blunt truth, right? We're going to get through 18, the whole wrath of God. The wrath of God is coming to those who don't have the covering of the blood of Jesus, right? And and uh, and if you're living in sin and claim to be a Christian, then you probably don't have that saving faith because that, that Holy Spirit's going to come and it's going to convict you. At, uh, and, and that's this evidence the Holy Spirit's in you is that you're not continuing to live, live in a major life of sin, right? And that's what uh, this whole blunt verse 18 all the way to the bottom of verse 32 dig into to, to make sure people understand that God's wrath is real and, and it's not going to come on those who, are, who continue to live in sin because the faith is not there to save you, right? So it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. We're talking about that suppress the truth. Boy, do we see that everywhere right now, don't we? And uh, you'll see here this wrath of God's talked about all over the place. It says in Ephesians 5, 6, No, let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. So that wrath of God is real, guys. Let's not underestimate this at all. Um, you'll see it in Colossians 3, 6. It says, on account of these the wrath of god is coming so uh there's a lot of people out there thinking they're going to get ascend to the fourth and fifth density earth or something like that right and that's not going to happen without jesus guys right the the the, the only way you're going to ascend right is ascend to the new heaven and the new earth and that is going to come when jesus comes you have to have the blood of christ you need to have faith and you do not you want to you do not want to hit this wrath of God, obviously, right? It's another account of Romans 5 9. We'll see that a little bit later as we study this book of Romans. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. So Jesus' blood saves us. That's all that also very, very, very um, just blunt truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. How has God shown every single atheist, every single person that's ever lived? How has he shown his truth? Well, this verse 120, it's a, it's a famous verse that many people call general revelation. God has already shown who he is through general revelation by what's been made, his creation. Look at the baby. Look at the flowers. Look at the amazing amazing beauty out there it's sad to see people move away from God when they clearly see it in this verse shows that people are without excuse 
So verse, tw- verse 20 says, for his invisible attributes, namely his internal power, his divine nature has been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. That's why I put this whole episode as without excuse. People you need, if if you're somehow been confused by incorrect logic or propaganda out there that there is no God, sorry, just look at the tree and the beauty of the flowers and the beauty of a baby or even the beauty of your pets. I mean, God exists. And we really need to make sure that, that we that, that that we understand this. Psalms even talks about says uh, back in back in Psalm 19, right? There's a whole uh, the first six verses are just amazing. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through the earth and their words to the end of the world in them he has seen a tent for the sun he has set a tent for the sun which comes out like a bridegroom leaving his chamber and a strong man runs its course with joy its rising is from the ends of the heavens and its circuit to the end of them and there is nothing hidden from the heat so that's just one example of his his beautiful revel, general revelation. Jeremiah talks about it too. He says, Hear, this is Jeremiah 5, 21 to 22. He says, Hear this, O foolish and senseless people, who have eyes but see not, but have ears but hear not. Do you fear me, declares the Lord? Do you not tremble before me? I place the sand as the boundary for the sea, a perpetual barrier that it cannot pass. Though the waves toss, they cannot prevail. Though they roar, they cannot pass over. Just one other example, the beautiful sea and the ocean is an example of the beautiful creation he's created. We're without excuse. God has revealed himself through his creation. This continues, says, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their own thinking. And their foolish hearts were darkened. This has happened to so many people. What Solinsky calls the useful idiots when they they get all the progressive and the communist and the socialism ideas in there, and they're out being and joining BLM and Black Lives Matter and doing crazy stuff, and uh, supporting supporting Hamas type terrorists. They're uh, I'm also su- su- supporting abortion and trying to go go against the the biblical. Remember, I showed you three verses last night, I think it was or the night before, that clearly show Jeremiah 1.5 that he he formed Jeremiah in the, in the womb and, and then Psalm 139, 13 and 14 that clearly say that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and that he formed our inward parts and he knitted us together in the mother's womb. He talks about the mother's womb several times. So so we know, we can know um, that, that people that are out there um, attacking pro-life people. Sorry, you've got the. You're on the wrong side. You're on the wrong side of history. You're the wrong side of, of of the Creator, who actually put the, this beautiful stuff together. And this futile thinking is talked about also in Ephesians 14, where it says, "Now, this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds." 
They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart. So don't let your heart get hard. It's in, the society is going to try to tell you that God is wrong and this new humanistic secularism is right. The Bible is extremely clear and we don't need to be ashamed of it at all. We just need to understand the beauty of creation, understand who he is, and then just worship this almighty God. That's what we need to do right now. But there's so many out there, unfortunately, that have, they, they, their hearts have become darkened. In verse 22, it says, claim to be wise, they became fools. <laughs> wow. Just think about uh, the climate alarmist. They think they're wise based on false science, right? And they become absolute fools. It's all designed to just destroy America, right? It's just one of many examples. Jeremiah 10, 14 talks about every man is stupid <laughs> and without knowledge. Every goldsmith is put to shame by his idols for his images are false and there is no breath in them. So people that are looking at idols or, 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 and not looking at the very God that, that has created them, um, you know, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's very easy to become wise in your own eyes. Right? That's, that, that's why God talks about he hates pride. Right? It's humbleness before the Lord he's looking for. That's what we need to do, is become humble before the Lord, knowing that he is the great creator. And we're nothing without him. Every breath would come from him. 1 Corinthians 1.20 says, Where is the one who is wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Just think about this all these doctors who literally got fooled into COVID-19 and, and a vaccine that actually poisons people. And they, put, they gave it to themselves, they gave it to their families, they gave it to all their patients, and they gave it to their friends. And now they know that it's wrong, but many of them are too proud to even come admit it. And they continue the fraud and continue to give boosters to people to give them further poison them. This is God made foolish the wisdom of the world. That we need to have shots to, to improve what God's already given us. It's just a silly, silly concept if you think about it. We became wise in our own eyes. This gets into claiming to be wise. They became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creepy things. And if it's just exchanging the glory is something that's a, that we got to guard against, right? They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy, and practice of every kind of impurity. So you can see that you can become callous. Ephesians 4.19 warns us of that. We just got to, and so how do we keep that heart of flesh versus the heart of stone? We have to renew our minds in the word. We spend time with the Lord. We worship him. That's how we, it's humble to worship him. You know, many people look at me sitting <laughs> here half the time in tears worshiping and, and, they, and, they, and they think it's foolish. But, 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 it, but that's, I'm sorry guys, that is what he wants. He wants you to humble himself before, you, before him and worship him without being ashamed. You're not ashamed of the gospel and you're not ashamed of getting on your knees and worshiping him. This is a verse 24 says, therefore God gave them up to their lust of their hearts to purity and to dishonoring of the bodies among themselves because they exchanged a truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen.
oof, there's some pretty uh, rough stuff in there uh, on 24 and 25 that just is very obvious, right? Is that you exchange the truth for a lie. Have we not seen that in this world right now? Everywhere, as they tr the tyranny comes down on us and they try, to, they try to censor the truth completely on social media, and then the big, the, the whole big tech censorship with the government, so the, the tyrant government, and the elites basically trying to put us in absolute tyranny with a lie. The lie of the medical cartel and this vaccine. The lie of every bit of that abortion is a good thing. And, and that it's, it, it, it's, it's, you should be proud to be pro-choice when you're really pro-killing baby, pro-anti-life. Pro what you are and uh, the, that that's if we exchange the truth for a lie across all society and that's what happened the secret societies took over all seven mountains of culture influence influence and that that basically have and uh, now in academia we've lost our children to these progressive they become useful idiots as uh, what of uh, Solinsky's talked about and we need to pray and bring them back with the authority in Christ. For this reason, God gave them up to their dishonorable passions. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women who were consumed with passions for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for the heir. I'm sorry you should not have pride in your shameless acts. It's that whole Pride Month and all this pride that took uh, seven, the beautiful rainbow of seven colors and turned it into six in a shameful, shameful way. From the perfect number of seven to the number of man. Um, and reducing the colors and, and, and basically doing what Satan does. Just twist everything beautiful God makes and he's taking that beautiful creation that God has revealed himself and it corrupts it and it turns into this ugly ugly pride and remember God gave them up it talks about Colossians 3 5 where it says put to death therefore what is earthly in you sexual immorality impurity passion evil desires and covetousness which is idolatry so that same idolatry that we talked about with the people worshiping a calf a golden calf or worshiping a wooden idol well all this stuff is idolatry as well you are rejecting god if you're if you're doing sexual morality impurity having passion outside of your marriage or even uh, or even for your yeah for uh, the, the the same sex guys this is bluntness this is bluntness there's no there's no middle ground here. This is this is either you're in sin or you're not. We need to love the LGBT community, and many of them are going to turn and come to God in a mighty way, and they're going to be some of the so they're some of the most passionate people, and that passionate that's being used for Satan right now is going to be turned to be used for the great, their, their creator. They're going to realize their idolatry, and they're going to throw that away, and they're going to use that passion and energy for the Almighty God. It's going to be a beautiful thing to see. It's going to be all part of this great awakening. It's all part of this great harvest that we are going to see. The LGBT community, we need to love them and be ready to embrace them and teach them truth and be honest with them versus accept and acknowledge their, 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 their problems.
It's gonna be a beautiful thing, not a, not a bad thing at all, right? And here we see in 1 Thessalonians, it says, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. If you know God, you're not gonna be living in this lust and passional thing. And you're not gonna be proud of what you should understand as a shameful act. Leviticus 18.2 says, you shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It's an abomination. So that's a shameful act. It's an abomination. And what happened in the Old Testament if people did this in Leviticus 20.13? It says, if a man lies with a male as with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination and shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. Now, obviously, we don't do that in the New Testament. In the New Testament, we, we love the people and we, and we hate the sin. And we tell them the truth, though. None of this watered-down gospel. We are ashamed of the true gospel. We're not, ashamed of, we're not ashamed of the true gospel. We're not ashamed of the truth of what Romans tells us in Romans 1. And we don't shy away from teaching it. We have to love them into the kingdom by telling them the truth. And it says, and men likewise gave them natural relationships with women who were consumed with the passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. That error, if they don't repent, is a loss of eternal life. This is nothing to play around with. Good to verse 20, 28. I think I got into all this. I wanted to make sure I didn't skip a, a verse I wanted to go over. Yeah, Leviticus, we did. We did, already went over Leviticus. This is a blunt truth, guys. This last paragraph says, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to be a debased mind to do what ought to be done. This is what the secret societies do. This is what these false religions do. They pull you away, just like Islam. It teaches that Jesus is just a prophet doesn't teach it. He's the very creator. He is the God with us. God in flesh. He came here as the word of God. And it's a false religion. And false religions create this foolishness that we're seeing right now with the, with, with, with the, with the evil Hamas, Al-Qaeda, uh, Hezbollah, ISIS, all of that. Right? That, that, that's all the hatred that's in their hearts directly from Satan with false religions. We see that all over the place. It says, and since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful. You just not see that boastfulness of the Antifa people and the BLM people? We're sitting there going to destroy things and uh, hate, hate a pro-life person. Inventors of evil, disobedience to parents, foolishness, faithfulness, heartless, ruthless. Who do you think really are the fascist? The fascist is going to sit there and hits a Jewish person and kills them by hitting them in the head. Who's the fascist? You're hitting somebody because they're supporting Israel? Because they, it's like, seriously. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but they give approval to those who practice them. So think about these churches that are giving approval to these LBGT movements. Again, we know the truth of God, Romans 8, 4, talks about in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, we 
walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. That's what we need to do. We can show and shine our light and show it to the world and help people get out of this debased mind. That can be done only by the power and authority that you can take in Jesus' blood and his name, the name above all names. But we can do it, guys. We can help. Acts 8.1 talks about, and Saul approved of his execution. So this very person, Paul, who was named Saul beforehand, is the one helping us through this. But he was the very one that was actually approving execution of, of uh, Christians. So you can show how you can change. So don't, don't write off people. Don't write off these people that have debased minds and, and have rejected God and have a hardened heart. The power of the gospel can overcome anything. And there arose on that day a great persecution against the church of Jerusalem. And they were all scattered throughout the region of Judea and Samaria except the apostles. So we have this great scattering as Saul was going and persecuting. Even, uh, even in the second part, he talked about this too. Acts 22, 20 says, And when the blood of Stephen, your witness, was being shed, I myself was standing by the approval and watching over the garments of those who killed him. This is a confession by a man who knew he was doing something wrong. And millions and maybe billions are going to be renouncing their sin. These LBGT people, I'm telling you, are going to come out they're going to become out in droves and they're going to be awesome men and women of God just like Paul Saul became Paul became a huge apostle and we can we can see this Luke 11:48 for 9 says this is where Jesus is this morning this just kind of emphasizing exactly what this this just ended in Romans 1 woe to you for you build the tombs of the prophets whom your fathers killed so you are witnesses and you consent to the deeds of your fathers, for, for they killed them. And you build the tombs. Right? So Jesus really is talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees, uh, that, that the leader, the religious leaders of those days, that went the complete wrong direction. And many of our leaders that are, that are watering down the gospel, not talking about the Holy Spirit, teaching cessation theology, which is one of the biggest poisons we have in the evangelical church right now. And... Uh, most of all those churches that are accepting versus telling the truth to, the, to those people that are living in sin. They're giving approval to those who practice them. That's worse than the people that are caught in that sin. And that our, church, our churches need to become responsible again. But guys, we, the good news about this is that these beautiful verses in Romans and Romans two, three, four, five, six, we're gonna get into really the Romans road right over Romans 10 where it says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So he's trying to give us the sin and bluntness but show us the power of the gospel. And we are not gonna be ashamed of this gospel. And we know because of the beautiful things that he made that there's no excuse for not knowing he's an awesome creator and that's what we're gonna we're gonna continue to just just praise him why because we're no longer slaves to that sin and we can tell everybody you you as an LGBT person you as a person who has been rejecting God as an atheist you know what you're a slave right now to sin but you know what the gospel can completely free you from that 
and those who come to him, we're going to be able to sing, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm no longer a slave to sin. And this talks about, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm a child of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father, out of Romans 8.15. This song also talks about I'm surrounded by songs of deliverance for my enemies till all my fears are gone. Psalm 32, 7 says, You are my hiding place. You preserve me from my trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. This song also says, You split the sea so I can walk right through it. And my fears were drowned in perfect love. Just think about Moses. Did he stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord drove the sea back, and the people of Israel went in the midst of sea on dry ground. And what happened to the Egyptians? All the fears they had of what Egypt, Egyptians could do to them was washed away, right there. And God will wash away your fears as well. And from my mother's womb, you have chosen me. He's chosen each and every one of us. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. Psalm 139.13. We were just talking about that. This is a beautiful creator. He created you. That's a fearfully and wonderfully way it may be. That's what the next verse would go into. Remember, he split the sea so we could walk right through it with no longer fears. We're no longer slaves to fear. You me with melody. You surround me with song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears have grown.
Mm. Tell you what, that song gets me every time. <laughs> this is, uh, um, so Annette, will you read this one? Sure, he loves that like I do. This is holy as the Lord God Almighty. No, oh, Annette, you're still muted. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought I no was. No problem. Muted. Go ahead. <laughs> holy the Lord. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is filled with his glory. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Isaiah 6, 3b. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Revelation 4, 8b. For the joy of the Lord is our strength. How great, how awesome is he. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah 8:10b. For the Lord Most High is awesome. He is a great king over all the earth. Psalm 47:2 N N K G B. And together we sing. Everyone sing. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Psalm 96 addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Ephesians 5, 19. Woo! Great. The one who made the whole earth. Yes. Holy is that, Lord. We stand and lift our hands for joy of the we bow down and worship Him now. How great, how awesome is He! And together we sing. Holy is the Lord.
love that. So um, right now we're going to just talk a little bit about how you can get involved in this ministry, and then we'll end with another song. If you have anybody has anything they want to share backstage or a question or, or something, how this uh, this these verses uh, hit you, we'd love to hear from you too. Um, but I want to make sure everyone knows that that we are starting a new class um, coming up here um, that you can come. It's a self-paced, takes probably an hour to three hours a week. Um, and it's really important part of what I think God wants to do with this ministry and with mo many of you out there. And that is inner healing and deliverance. There's just spirits out there that want to just take us off our path, right? Um, and a lot of them, a lot of these spirits will attach to the inner hurts from our past, right? So to, to actually have the inner healing of that um, and actually get deliverance, we've really been studying and looking and researching, and and we found the best course we could op we could find that was from an outside source, right? That was real expert in this, done this for decades, and tens of thousands of people have been been trained, and he's retired now. His name's Spot Bitkin. And uh, he's got this beautiful inner healing and deliverance course that he's allowed us to leverage completely. And even better, Scott himself is gonna do Q&A sessions every Monday night, starting a week from Monday. Um, so to have the really world-renowned, has trained tens of thousands of people and hundreds and hundreds of, of, uh, of pastors, you can actually be on a on video conference with him asking him questions on zoom zoom that starts here so what you want you're going to want to do there's a link down below in this video or just go to blessedteach.com training blessedteach.com training or hit the link down below it's a free course right this is the beauty uh, that and that scott's allowed us to do this right it's going to be so we're going to go through it the next uh, five weeks or so right so you'll do one module Watching, you actually get to see um, Scott delivering people live on the, I mean, on, on video, right? Um, their inner, their inner, uh, most traumatic traumas that happened to them as child, uh, childhood and bringing up um, and, and, and removing that, that wound, he calls it a wound, and uh, then removing the spirit that's attached to it. And, and people's lives are changed dramatically. Um, and so I'd really, uh, and, and then module three actually gets into self-healing. Right, where uh, you can actually use this on yourself um, to to heal your own inner wounds and uh, remove spirits from you ongoing. Because things may come up and you and and uh, your emotions just fly off the handle for some reason. You're not sure, and you can now recognize that. Go back, bring that back up, and eliminate that hurt and remove the spirit associated with it. This is deliverance. This is setting the captives free. So if you really want. To heal the brokenhearted, be able to, and you're going to be you're going to be equipped to heal the brokenhearted of other people, set the captives free of other people, and yourself. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. So um, what you're going to want to do is go to blessedteach.com, blessed2teach.com/training, or the link down below in this video. And what you'll do is uh, sign up for free. Again, it'll also sign up for backstage. So you because this is basically for active people in the ministry. But you can become active right away by just uh, by just being part of this course. There's no other no other requirement other than just pour yourself into helping other people. That's what this mystery is about: helping hurting people, and that's what we're going to be doing with all these uh, all these courses. So we just uh, are so thankful for so much that's happening. And we just I mean just a blessing of being able to get funding to be able to do this studio was a huge blessing, and now to get um, a, a world renowned free course and then the actual training from the expert himself who's retired and basically been doing this for us it's like 
What a huge, huge blessing. So again, make sure you go down to that link. Don't miss this chance. You're not gonna get Scott Bitkin live on Zooms to do your to answer your questions um, as you go through this course again, right? This is a once in a lifetime opportunity, I believe, um, one um, starting starting now. So you wanna jump into the course. You'll have, it's only like a, I know maybe a couple hours of prep for the first meeting that will be in a week from Monday. So you can sneak that in. We'll finish it up during the holidays. So you'll be ready and rolling to help others that are hurting your family and your friends, as well as be able to help yourself. You're gonna love it. So again, uh, I'm gonna show you real quick here on my screen. Um, again, if you what you're gonna to wanna to do is go to, and you can just go to the training tab as well. I need to pull up this other, other screen. Here it is for me. So what you do is you go to blessedteach.com, which is the the uh, blessed with the number two teach.com make sure again this is where you sign up for show notes so you'll have to get these on tuesday the show notes i showed i talked about today uh, every tuesday through friday um there's backstage but you see the training tab pretty simple to go to the training tab and uh, we have a we also have an impactor for truth course but the one i really want you to get into right now is transform your life with inner healing and deliverance again healing the brokenhearted and setting the captives free Right, get rid of these spirits that are and and, and, and and heal these wounds and get rid of the spirits. You're gonna say join now and it'll bring you to a screen that looks like this. And it, you know, there it is. Um, it talks a little bit about what inner healing and deliverance is. And um, once you sign up right here, again, it is absolutely free of charge. Right? Thank thanks to Scott Bicken. Right, that is a, that is a, a an awesome, awesome gift he's given us here. And so sign up and then once you sign up, you'll be able to go right into the course. Um, and also sign you up for backstage so you have access to searching and, uh, and be able to be on Zoom with us for other things as well. And But then you'll have you'll be ready to roll on the Zoom meetings with Scott that are going to be each Monday starting, not this Monday, but the, the following Monday, Monday of Thanksgiving on, right? I think you guys really enjoy this. I'm uh, so excited about it. And uh, this is also where when, once you get into the course, you'll be able to uh, flip back and forth between the neighborhood, right, as well as this backstage and and the course and so remember neighborhood.social is where we're all communicating so we'll be set up a group here that you will discuss so you're going to want to you know set up a quick account on this facebook replacement platform called neighborhood.social and you'll be able to chat with people that are in the course be able to ask them questions and be able to develop a relationship with people this is a real big community opportunity so i'd really um, invite y'all right um, anybody that that thinks they can help themselves or would love to help other people um, come in and and, and go to the blessedteach.com slash backstage and then you'll get some some linkage to make sure you just to just connect to neighborhood.social so we can you'll be able to chat and be in the group um, as we take the course over the holidays um, that's going to be just a wonderful time. Um, I was going to see if anybody had their hand up on backstage. It doesn't look like it. I'm looking at any comments here, see if I've missed anything. This sounds very interesting. Praying that God uses us to heal and train many. Thank you, Carcass. Is it? Caracrusa. Uh, I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> and then um, Paul has put some links in there. On so, so the links to this are in, in the actual chat as well as the comments. Um, people are saying, I love this song. A lot of idolatry and sexual morality is the spirit of Ishtar. Yeah, that's one thing that we'll probably get into in a later advanced courses. We'll talk about what some of these spirits are. The spirit of Ishtar, you got also the spirit of Jezebel. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, spirits out there that are 
trying to take us off off course and kind of trying to keep your loved ones from coming to the Lord, right? So this will be a, a very powerful course. Again, do it as a community with us. This is the perfect time. It's not that time consuming, self-paced online. And then you'll have the, the Monday night course after our praise and prayer. So you get a praise and prayer with our Monday night and then boom, go right into an hour Q&A with Scott. Uh, that one of the best experts in all this. Baal worship has infiltrated our country. Uh, we must pray this out. Yes, and you want to know how to do that exactly? You're gonna you're gonna learn that in this course over the next uh, five weeks. If you want to hear God's voice, read God's word, the Bible out loud. Amen. That's a, that's a good good suggestion. Um, but with that, we're gonna end this broadcast with a with one last song. There's there's a I'd like to end it with a a song that that uh, is one of our newer songs that um, you know it's just a beautiful it's probably the one we invested the most money into because what what the videographer did is they literally took every single name of Jesus and put a video around you know basically a 5 to 15 second video that represented that name of Christ and so she'll, you'll see it right above the scripture you'll see it come up on just for a second right? it'll, it'll say something like the amen or it'll say something like uh, the bright morning star or, or say say the creator the the beginning and the end right you'll see that coming right above the scriptures and so this is uh, how we'll end in tonight uh, of this word and worship and this is uh, what a beautiful name and remember we just we it was a pretty heavy chapter on chapter one that's a very blunt chapter but just don't be ashamed of that gospel right don't be uh, don't don't uh, um, let an atheist or this logic of the world start to take over anything because we know he's the creator. It's right there before us, the general revelation of, of Romans 1.20, right? And we just know that the very creator is Jesus. Uh, he was there at creation. It's all over the Bible. It talks about it, right? The Father, Son, and Holy Ghost uh, were all there. And in fact, it said G that the Father uh, used the Word, which is Jesus, to create it. So when he said, let there be light, that was Jesus. Boom! He used it to create. He's a great creator. What a beautiful name. Let's worship to this song right now. This is... It says, what a beautiful, wonderful, and powerful name it is. Jesus Christ, my King. You can see Rose of Sharon comes up because there's roses behind here. That's one of the names of Jesus. Jesus Christ, my King. Nothing compares to this. The mystery of our God, once hidden for generations have now been revealed through Jesus. Colossians 1, 26. It says, you were the word at the beginning, one with God, Lord most high. Your hidden glory revealed in you are Christ. 1 John 1 says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And then John 1, 14 says, the word became flesh. So that's Jesus, in the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God, and the Jesus was God. That's what John 1 is really teaching. It's teaching you the Trinity. It's teaching you who the real God is. It says, we didn't want heaven without us. We, I mean, I'm sorry, you didn't, God didn't want heaven without us. So you brought heaven down. That's Jesus coming down. My sin was great, but your love was greater. Colossians 2.14 says, by canceling the record of death that stood against us, this he set aside, nailing to the cross. All our sins nailed to the cross. How beautiful is this name that saves us? It says, death could not hold you, for you were raised to life again. What can separate us now? So if you have Jesus in your life, nothing can separate us from that. For I'm sure that neither death nor life nor anything in all creation will 
be able to separate us from the love of God. Woo! Is that not awesome? <laughs> so that's what we're going to sing. This is the Rose of Sharon. You're going to see all these names come across with a video representing this beautiful name of Jesus. You are the word of the beginning One with God the Lord most high You hidden glory and creation Creator Now reveal in you are Christ What a beautiful name
disciples of Sharon, the bright morning star, the creator, our savior, the lamb of God. He's the bread of life. He's the king of kings. He's the beginning and the end, the root of David, the hope of the nations. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He's a redeemer. He's the son of man. He's our advocate. He's the word. He's the good shepherd, the fountain of living water. He's the rock. He's the true vine. He's the chief cornerstone, the mediator of the covenant, the just judge, the resurrection and the life, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the son of righteousness, lily of the valley, the way, the truth, and the life, the door, the author and finisher of our faith, the amen, the prince of peace, the humble king, the image of God, the king of Israel, the exalted one, the servant king. He's a carpenter. He's a man of sorrows. He's a bridegroom. He's a light of the world. He's a miracle worker. He's the great I am. It's Jesus. What a beautiful name. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, that as much as I did. It's a beautiful uh, way of uh, ending, ending this broadcast tonight. Is that that uh, that Jesus, the great Creator, and uh, nobody's was, nobody can have an excuse to say that they don't know what God has actually done, and we do not have to be ashamed of the gospel. Yeah, the progressive culture of today wants us to back away but we say no that we're gonna pray by the power and authority of jesus name right now as we end the broadcast all right heavenly father just thank you so much for everyone that's listening to my voice right now we just pray for blessings upon them we pray they will not be ashamed of the gospel whatsoever lord and those who don't know him lord i just pray will come to understand who he is will ask god to say show me who you are lord and they'll look at creation and say oh my goodness you are the true god there's no excuse for being an atheist. And I want to know Jesus, the creator of the world. I want to know that he's a savior. I want to know all these beautiful names and make it personal to me. And Lord, I just pray for many will come to you, even tonight. And Lord, I pray that we pray and look at Romans 3.23 that says, For all of sin and fall short of the glory. We look at Romans 6.23 that says, The wages of sin is death will know that we have to have a savior because we can't be perfect. We can't be in heaven. But you say, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. We thank you for that. We thank you for the Romans road. And we know that we have eternal life in Christ Jesus and that he, but God demonstrated his own love for this in Romans 8, 5, 8, it says, 8, 5, that says, 5, 8, that says, but God demonstrated his own love for this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. How beautiful is that? And then you say, in Romans 10, 9, that if we confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. And I just pray, Lord, that people will do just that. And right now, Lord, we're gonna call down by the name of Jesus, the name above all names that we just sang about, and by the blood he shed for us, by the power and authority of that blood in his name, we call down anything that's trying to take us off our path. We bind the rulers and authorities and powers of this dark world. We thank you for binding the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And we loose angels of all rankings and divisions to help make our path straight. 
and we loose also the Lion of Judah that we just sang about to come down for justice. Lord, we can't wait till truth permeates throughout the United States and throughout the whole world and the spirit of deception that these cabal of secret societies have put on this world gets removed and decimated. We thank you for that. Bring truth. We do not want any more people that are celebrating and replacing the truth of God with the lie. We call down those lies and we call in truth in the mighty name of Jesus. We love you and we say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. We, we uh, appreciate you all coming on. It's been such an exciting exciting uh, day to, to share with you. And um, we're going to get into Romans 2 on Sunday. And uh, then obviously Romans 3, which has the, the Romans 3.23 in it, obviously. Uh, we really get into um, how some, it was some of the biggest thing that hit me when I started reading the Bible for the first time, really, really the whole New Testament. Wow, Romans 3.23, it's a shocker to me to realize that it's not works that get you to heaven. It's, uh, your, it's your faith. And that's what this whole book is going to show us, what the new gospel's about, and uh, how strong and powerful it is to, for everyone. So, hey, if the backstage would mind unmuting and saying goodbye, Bye guys. 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 Bye Bye guys. 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 Okay, we did. We Amen. Bye. Shalom. Bye. Shalom. Bye. Good night, y'all. <laughs>